What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the 13. I'm your host, Ryan 13, but today it's a little different. We're doing somebody else's show. I have potentially stolen or received frequency theorist from expanding reality. So instead of it being over at expanding reality, it's going to be over at the 13podcast.com from now until, well, until whenever. It may be a whole thing, but over here, it's not behind a paywall. You get it for free. Uh, today, we are joined by Mark Ollie and Marisa Love, and there are a few potential guests that may show up at any given moment, and we'll see what happens. And we're going to have a great conversation about music, memories, time machines, and the beyond. So get ready. Here we go. What's up, guys? Oh, what's going on? Happy to be here. Glad all to right. be here from the UK, all across the, the UK. pond. You know, that <laughs> reminds me of one of the few guests that may show up is Sean. Uh, Mark, you know yeah. Sean. He yeah. is over there in Scotland, and he's playing a show right now and he said if i if i can jump on there's going to be a castle in the background i don't know what that oh means. yeah but maybe oh, we'll i do to, maybe we'll get a cool castle in the background. yeah epic yeah. <laughs> uh, like, all, right, all i have is this dumb blanket i want a castle i want a castle <laughs> i haven't got any background at all I, I think i did for one of them i actually moved into the conservatory and had the garden but it's actually yeah. pitch black over here now so there's no point <laughs> oh yeah, that's true because now we're moving into the fall and so yeah. the sun goes down yeah. way earlier probably. What, yeah, that's what, the that's the autumn, not the fall of civilization as we know it. <laughs> well, it might yeah. be. I don't know. This things are weird. <laughs> yeah, at the moment anything could happen. <laughs> uh so so what time is it getting dark over there now? Like seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah seven, 7.30, you've had it. You can't use cameras outside after seven. We finally uh, started having rain. We haven't had rain in in, in seven eight nine months and it started raining and it's rained for like the last three days almost straight and it's been magical and like the temperatures have gone from 110 to 82 and you know we're at fahrenheit and we're like oh my god this is great because we're not that's, that's the opposite over here we've actually had a summer for about three or four days when it got to a staggering 20 something degrees and now it's chucking it down again and it's freezing cold oh, no. so we we have the opposite problem here <laughs> All right. So one of the things I wanted to talk about on this episode is the power of music and what it can do to you, like mentally and physically. So, you know, in the show opener, I always say on the 13, I always say that music does something to you and you can physically see it by the ar the hair on your arm standing up or on the back of your neck or you get the chills or you get a fucking emotion that just makes you it triggers you you start crying immediately maybe you just get super happy or or, or whatever <clears throat> what do you guys think what do you think that is i know it's a deep crazy question but like i literally lost my shit twice this week crying because i hadn't listened to music in a long time i heard two great songs and i like lost it and and it was a release i really needed but like what is it that music it pulls why how does it pull that out of us I mean, what for my brain immediately goes is hypnosis. It's like a form mm. of hypnosis. Okay. And so you can choose to do it to yourself, right? When you, you pick what track to put on or what record to throw on. But if you're like listening to the car radio, you're not in control of that. I mean, you can change it, obviously, but it's just like how much input musically are we in control of in this, in this modern world, right? And like yesterday, you were talking about how you hadn't listened to music for a while. You had like a little block of time where you were just like, checked out yeah um and i just think that's so interesting especially because you're a musician 
um, I'm a musician. I feel like I'm more of a singer than a musician. Like I pick up a guitar and it just yells at me like, you suck. And I'm like, I'm fine. It's still fun. Um, but I've also had those spells and it's just such a strange thing. Cause then when you return to it, even if it's a song you've listened to like 500 times, it's like a, an old standby that you've been listening to since you were 19. You can hear it in a new way, just based on the new experiences that you now have put into your toolbox of life. Whereas like, you know, like say Natalie and Brulia torn. Remember that song yeah. from the nineties? Yeah. I like I equate that song with being in the middle school bathroom, putting on my makeup. Cause I didn't put on makeup at home. It was like makeup. I stole from the drugstore. I would secretly <laughs> put it on at school and it was like blue mascara. And there were these two girls and their names were precious and special. Whoa. Not kidding. And they Whoa. always drew their eyebrows on in the bathroom with me. And they would like turn to me and be like, are they even? And they were never even, but I always lied to them and right. said, yeah. yeah, they're even. <laughs> and we, for some reason, that song was always like playing in that room. Um, but time now machine. it's a time machine. It's a time machine. Yeah. But now, like, I hear that song completely differently because I've experienced that kind of like heartbreak that she was singing about. But in that moment, I had no fucking clue what she was talking about. So it's wow. just. It's a weird thing how the same songs can sound differently when you've taken a break from them. Absolutely. I don't know if you count. I don't know if you count drummer as a musician. I suppose I am. It's usually what you know. What makes up a band? Oh, I, four musicians and a drummer. It's, it's real. Uh, so. it's, no, it's really. It's really the drummer and the bass players what make up the whole band. So hey, it's you and me, Mark, right here. Hey, <laughs> spoken like a truly experienced professional. Um, yeah. So for for me though, the weird thing is very often it's the melody side of it because I, I did this, a very similar thing to yourself where I got an old CD that I was listening to loads back in the mid 2000s uh, and i kind of i kind of threw it in the the car stereo and it was i think it was nightwish and it was followed nice. by a track a track by a really obscure band called kino who were a spin-off from it bites and I, these two tracks came up one after the other and like you say every hair on my body just stuck up and it wasn't it wasn't that it didn't take me back to a particular time it, it just somehow supercharged me if that's the right word yeah. you know, it was like i'd stuck my fingers in an electric plug socket and it had just gone bam and it, it was just the combination of of that intangible you know rhythm uh musical melody you know and not so much the vocals on those two though more more what was going on in the background you know uh the kino track in particular is bonkers because it's just it's only it's got this short section in it where the drums play one thing and the guitar plays something else the bass player plays something else keyboards play something a typical progressive sort of nonsense but for some reason it all kind of holds together so it's what would happen if you tried to play a song over a drum solo and, and for me that kind of chaos and order just gets me going you know yeah, that absolutely. and once you once you crank the bass drum up as well and it's pounding in the middle of your chest you know that that you know there's a physical kind of a wavelength frequency thing going on there you know back to right. frequency theorists again you know once it hits you you know, I mean, you're not really getting there in, in heavy rock and heavy metal unless, you know, the front five or six rows are, you know, filling the shorts when the bass comes in. You know, I mean, Dude, you know, you, you and me talked about this and one of the one of the we shorts, did. Yeah, yeah we one did, of my yeah. shorts and TikToks or whatever have the most views on it is uh, you and me talking about. Poop. <laughs> yeah, we, I remember and that. Yeah, it, it's fun. Yeah. It's so it's fun. Like, pfft, yeah, it was great. yeah, the first few rows just lose their shit when you hit a yeah. certain DB. It's my yeah. favorite part. What? uh yeah. What's the name of the song that you were talking about? 
Oh gosh, I, I, do you know what that? I was trying to avoid that. Uh, okay. well, get all back I can to all I can tell you is the, that get both of the them. both of the songs were around sort of let's say two thousand and five, two thousand and six, okay. two thousand and seven. Uh, the Nightwish one is just one track on their particular album. It's not my favorite album of all time. Is um, uh, one that album yeah. is just amazing but yeah. uh, it's not on that album it's from somewhere else but the kino one i think kino have only ever released one album okay so uh, that's, and, and it's only got five songs on it i think right, that's so it so i'll find you know, i'll so, find it somehow <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we'll we'll find it cool no oh, i love that dude. <laughs> so like one of the one of the things you know marisa you were touching on like going back you remember the song and all of a sudden you're in you're in junior high and you're mm-hmm. in the yeah, bathroom you can, I can like smell the bathroom still you know i'm like yeah, yeah. there's Weird. a thing there's a thing about the seasons changing and since we were talking about that earlier it's like when you when you walk outside let's say we're listening to the music of the earth or whatever and we're, we're like we're walking outside and you and the first bit of fall comes through and for us in texas it's a big freaking deal because you've just suffered an enormous amount of death for fucking six months and now the temperature dropped three degrees and you can smell it you know and there's a and then you see the the wind blowing through the trees and the whole thing and you get this feeling and you can i can smell fall right now even though it's technically hasn't really happened here like i just by thinking about this i can do that and the same goes with music so there's golly like i'm just gonna pick one smells like teen spirit by nirvana random okay random but that takes me back to the 90s and seeing it on mtv for the first time and going i don't know what i'm watching but i really really like this you know and i'm not even necessarily a nirvana fan but i am now currently while i'm thinking about that at my uncle's house watching it on cable because he's the only one who had cable and i can smell the house i can smell the old dog mcgruger his name was mcgruger and uh (laughs) wow it does music does transport you through time i want to know why (laughs) like I don't understand. Like it's uh oh, Robster Lobster's about to jump in. Um, I don't understand why music can transport you through time like this. Um, I mean, is it like some kind of cellular memory situation that I don't have the proper vocabulary to even speak on? But that's what comes to my mind. It could be. I mean, I don't know. Like I literally, legitimately have no idea. But it does. It yeah. takes you back somewhere it, it, it's definitely a trigger no doubt about that it's definitely a trigger memory trigger hello lobster this is robster lobster <laughs> everybody he's one yeah. of my oldest friends i've known him forever he's a great musician and a skeptic of everything and here to be a thorn in my side as he said the other day <laughs> <laughs> perfect what up i love your shirt clearly yeah. Oh, he's got lobsters on it. Damn it. Lobster. <laughs> he also appears to be in a moving vehicle. Yeah. yeah. That might he's be a first. About, he's pretty good about joining the podcast in a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's got the... Hey, he, I'm hey, here. I'm here. There. Sorry. Uh, my audio is working now. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, we can yeah. hear just fine. Man. How's it going, Welcome. guys? Hey, uh, yeah, everybody. I'm, so I'm... go ahead, uh, Lobster. You know what? We're going to do some introductions because I just realized that we're starting a new show over mm. here for us and maybe uh y'all haven't seen everyone who's on the screen before maybe you have but let's uh robster you start since you just joined uh hey i'm 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 robster lobster uh rob nelson uh i i am uh 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 it guy out in austin um i, I know ryan for a long time uh 
you know, uh, we've been friends and, and I don't, I can't see everyone that's on the call right now. I'm sure I know some of you, I, I don't know who all I know, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got. I just had some Mexican food and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm running a little late here. It's all good, dude. Sean might mm -hmm. jump in. At, Sean boy might jump in at some point too. So, uh, but he's doing a show as well. Marisa, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Hello, my name is Marisa. Thank you for saying my name right. It just means it's like I get a high every time someone says it right, <laughs> even though I'm 39 and it's been a lifelong thing. Um, what's interesting is we were just talking about this song that takes me back to middle school. And it was in middle school, I started writing my name in cursive Marisa Love, but that's my married name. Yeah. So I ended up marrying a guy with the last, the last name of Love. And in middle school, I was already writing that. So it's just this strange thing. Um, so that's my name. I live in the Catskills in a tiny cabin that has lots of mice in the attic that I've been relocating oh, yeah. um, for a few <laughs> weeks. So that's been fun. Um, my business is the Ladybug Line. I do, as as Brandon says, freaky woo-woo. I'm a psychic medium. I talk to animals, all that fun shit. Um, yeah. And I recently hooked up with Ryan and was on his other podcast. And now we're just the best of friends. Right, Ryan? We are. Absolutely. You're my new best friend. I've been telling Brandon that. Like, it's, yep, I've, like, I sent I've you met... a necklace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I met another. I was like, how did I meet a person that just became my friend through the Internet? Like for real? Like, but I mean, that's the same with Mark. Me and Mark have yeah. never met each other in real life. I think yeah. we're friends. Mark, I think we're, that... I, I'm probably your oldest friend. Uh... <laughs> Old in the old sense. Normally joking. Uh, historian, archaeologist, book writer, drummer, uh, occasional television presenter and television producer. Uh, last thing I did was ancient aliens, crop circles. So that might tell you where I'm coming from. Uh, do all kinds of crazy stuff. You know what I mean? That's kind of, it's been my life for the last 20 years doing crazy stuff. But also at the same time, you know, loads of mysteries. Uh, I talk to animals too. Uh, I used to rescue crows. So that's amazing. Yeah. I've had five, five different ravens. Um, Aren't magic, ravens magic... assholes? Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> There you go. Can't, you know, bad, bad PR for Ravens. But Check. yeah, they are totally, totally. And the last one we had was particularly bad because he was a drunkard. But, you know, that's a long story. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't release him in case he went nicking stuff from the pubs at the back of the house, you know, because he'd land and just put his head in your beer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Magic, uh, witchcraft. Uh, I did used to be able to see the future up to the point of COVID coming in, uh, which I saw coming, but then I've not been able to see past that. So I assume I'm just not supposed to know, uh, but that might be another book in the making. You never know. Uh, I have got a pretty good track record of, of getting things right. So, yeah. Oh, dude, awesome. Yeah. I, I want, I definitely need to know more about the crow that drinks alcohol, like that, or the baby <laughs> that drinks alcohol. That seems like a fun story. Um, well, okay, cool. So, yeah. Robster, that now that you have, you're here, one of the things we started talking about before you showed up was that music can do something to you. It takes you back in time. It makes the hair stand up on your arms. You know, it, it can make you emotional and cry. What the fuck do you think that is, and why do you think it does that? Do you have an opinion? As we switch, over, um, it is. yeah, I think I, I, music is just a uh, emotion. Yeah, and 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 all we are is balls of emotion, and and so that just uh, you know stimulates that with which which resides in us all, um, and and yeah, and I think that's why it's such a necessary thing for for people and populations and cultures and 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 all that. Okay, good answer. 
I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it because I want to know why I keep crying over stuff. Yeah, I mean, music is such a cool way to like manipulate your own emotions. Like, you know, when you're super sad, but for some reason, listening to a sad song makes you happy. It has like the opposite effect. So if you're not enjoying what emotion you're feeling, you can put a song on and like more often than not, it'll either do the trick or get you closer to doing the trick to attaining whatever emotion is more desirable. Um, it's just, I feel like it's such a tool for healing in that way because you can dig down into whatever it is that's at the the root of what you're already feeling and kind of unpack it. You know, it's kind of like this fucked up bandaid that music is. You're like, okay, what's really happening? Let's put on nine inch nails. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Now I'm going to punch through a wall. Okay. Now I feel better. Great. I've done all those things. I've done uh-huh. all of those things. I had a feeling. <laughs> There's a, you guys can't probably hardly see it, but right where my finger is pointing is a tiny stuffed mm. squirrel and it's in the door. And the reason it's in the door is because there's a fist size hole right there that I, I, put, I actually had, I hit my shin coming out of here and it, I had, you know, it was smarts. And instead of being like, ah, oh, smarts, I fucking punched the door. And apparently that door is paper thin and uh, I have to replace the door now. That's another weird thing. Just so y'all know, that's the squirrel. I, you see, I'd have just moved the poster over. Yeah, I, I, I thought I probably should have done it. I just thought it was funnier to put the squirrel's tail in the hole and just have him hanging out there. I like that a lot. And then my dog, it's, all, it's one of her toys. So she just comes in and stares at the squirrel. And it's fun. <laughs> All right, man. Well, this is great. This is super fun being over here at the13podcast.com doing frequency theorists. Um, one of the things Brandon always does is he kind of poses, he just poses weird questions and says like, what do you think that's all about? And that's why we started out this way. Cause that's the, all I had. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, I, I could jump in and tell you a little bit more about the crow. Oh, by the I way, well, the, thing, the other thing I didn't mention is I'm halfway between Liverpool and Manchester in the UK. That's where I am. So if you want to know about the Beatles, they were 16 miles that way. If you want to know about Oasis, they were 16 miles that way. So we're right in the and, middle. You know what I mean? And Oasis um, just shows up in my head. and I immediately hear their song. You gotta I'm, roll with it. That's the one yeah. we always get. But yeah. Yeah. And I'm immediately in high school, you know. Well, there you go. There you go, you see. Yeah, the crow was just, uh, it, we didn't know if it was male or female because you don't work out what they are till they're about three years old. And that's okay. when they start to display with the feathers, if they're female. Um, and this one, we call it Mitch. Uh, it actually was Michelle because it started showing with it its feathers. But Mitch, no, um, I was sat there when it was tiny. It couldn't really fly because it was damaged. The feathers were, were not developing. And I was sat there one day with a, a sort of a whiskey and coke on my knee and a tall glass, not dissimilar to that one. No, um, and uh, it just it landed on my knee and then just buried its head in this glass. And I'm like, oh, it's going to die, you know. But And then it pulls its head out, staggers backwards and falls on the floor. And it just kept doing that. You know, three <laughs> years of, you know what I mean? It would pinch your ice. It would pinch your fruit it would drink your beer it would anything you know as long as it was in a glass so there was not a chance we could let this thing go you know we couldn't sort of reintroduce it into the wild because we've got about six pubs at the back here you know yeah, it'd and, just be at the pubs all day oh yeah <laughs> it would it would give the crows such a bad pr so it ended up this is a beautiful ending to it uh, I, I took it to um uh birds of prey sanctuary near here and uh, the person it bonded with was actually this young girl that was training 
birds and she's now trained it so it, it's a big bird now and it does displays it's okay. part of their display team so it's got a happy ending so i've, I've successfully rescued five and, and mitch was number five so there you go uh how do yeah, i, I manage it. to i'm trying to segue into music um well, from that. Right. And the, I, well like no, it's okay because the bird used to listen to music as well as drink beer i, I so. have i have a question oh. about that like what ah, is that what does it take to uh, to rescue a raven or a crow? And like, how do you go about that? Because there's actually one that's hurt mm -hmm. over here in our neighborhood that my wife sees all the time and it's got a hurt foot. And I was like, well, let's bring them into the house. And she was like, that's a terrible idea. I was like, you're probably right. <laughs> but well, we could... four, four out of five of the ones that we succeeded with, we had as chicks okay. because they very often get blown out of the nests over here because, yeah. you know, we, we don't have nice summers. We get some really rotten ones. Uh, and this one got blown out of a nest uh, at my old house. But we, we, we were watching it develop. It was sat in a nest at the back, at the back of the garden. There were two of them. Uh, and we suspect that the other one that was in there was a head of it because you don't normally get two chicks you only get one uh, and this little one was spending loads of time on its own then it got blown out of the nest and no word of a lie the next minute it's on me doorstep oh, it's wow. sat on the doorstep going you know here i am save yeah, me um right. <laughs> so we did we put it in a box but then i thought well, maybe the parents might want it back so we used to leave this box on the windowsill with the window open at night and for about a week the parents came back and they would shout to each other so presumably they're going you know are you all right and they're going yeah i'm fine they're looking after you. Yeah, we're doing all right. Then after about a week, the parents then disappeared and took this other bird with them. Uh, and we just brought this thing up from a chick, oh, which wow. was a challenge. I mean, it was a real challenge because it, it was very malnourished and its feathers were missing and all sorts. But but we got it to, uh, to adulthood, which, which is a bit of an achievement. The only one that we didn't have as a chick was a thing called a river crow. We get river crows over here and they're about three and a half feet tall. So that's pretty big. They're nearly yeah. over a meter. They're over a meter and they have like a five foot, which is like a meter and a half wingspan. They're absolutely enormous. That's crazy. Oh, they, they're <laughs> big. They're just massive. They're the biggest crow you've ever seen. And we got this really grumpy one that, like you say, was a little bit ill. So yeah. at that point, we were building a greenhouse. So we kept it in the greenhouse. And it just it just got to the point where it couldn't look after itself. It couldn't feed. And I used to sit on the perch till this thing shoveled up next to me and it would sit next to me and we'd talk to each other and that that's the closest we got it wouldn't it wouldn't come onto your arm or do anything yeah. you know like that uh, and then after about six months seven months it was it was back to normal and we just took it back to where we found it and it shot off like a boeing 747 you know it was gone um so that was any of them to actually like because i know they can that you know they can say words and stuff did you ever get any of them actually like say <laughs> yeah stuff? i had one that was uh, another female i think it was crow number three uh and that would talk it would say hello and it would say good morning and then i started to train mitch the one we we, we just said goodbye to and that said good morning once and i think it said hello twice and then that was it was they're supposed good. to have about 60 words in the vocabulary and never had any success whatsoever okay. um with the last one but um yeah yeah oh, i've had this one is so cool talk. yeah yeah i love how we just went on i love how we just went on to talking about crows and stuff i got i literally right here have a the giant movie poster yeah. of the crow. Oh, and biggest pro fan well, ever. Say, was, was your favorite movie, Ryan? Yeah, yeah the crow. Yeah. And there, uh, me and Maurice have been talking about this over the last week or so. But like, there's a there's a new poster for the 
the new crow movie that's coming out which is you know supposed to be more like the um the graphic novel like the original one was like the graphic novel ish but brandon lee Mm -hmm. died in the middle of it so they didn't get to finish they didn't get to do do it like the graphic novel this one the author james obar is supposedly working hand in hand with everybody to make this exactly or very close to the graphic novel so it's not a reboot it's uh it's it's just a it's like a new thing, but it's going to be hard to beat anything because everybody's and so in love with the Brandon Lee one, which it should be because it's a beautiful movie. But um, I don't know. I'm excited. I can't wait. And they better have a badass score because the score or the score and the soundtrack to the original Crow was fucking fantastic, man. I remember getting that CD in 1994. I didn't even have a CD player, but I had the CD and I would just open up the the booklet. And look at it and read all the band names like Pantera, Nine Inch Nails, The Cure. I, mean, and, I think I've still got it. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> yeah. It's, the, it's like the best soundtrack ever. Yeah. I mean, one of it's one of it's top three for me. Yeah. Of, sound, yeah. of soundtracks yeah. for sure. Now, that being said, what's a what's a everyone's favorite soundtrack? Do you have one? I quite like the Matrix one. That's that's pretty kick-ass that's got um, the rob got, zombie on it too it yeah. has and there's some versions of things on there that you don't get anywhere else you know they're they're done for the movie which is fabulous that's um, true so i'll go I'll, I'll go with that one i'll go with that one i like that was a good one i listened to the crap out of that mm. one marisa what about you i mean i'm just like that immediately takes me back to the, all my 90s movies you know empire records like i know that we share that just uh, the pussycats um there was something else in there that now i can't remember but i think my my most favorite besides Josie and the Pussycats, because that's my real favorite, even though it sounds really not cool, um, is Les Miserables. Like that fucking yeah. score, all of it's just like mind blowing. I feel like every time I listen to it, I'm just it's like the first time I've heard it. Like, how is this so fucking powerful? I just I love, and now I want to go uh, listen to it again. Yeah, amazing. Lobster, what do you think? I, as soon as you say that, I'm immediately like master of the house. That that <laughs> comes into my head, all that stuff. But um, uh, uh, soundtracks. I like I like the I like listening to uh, the Trent and Atticus Rose soundtracks a lot. Um, you oh, know, yeah. for like Gone Girl and oh, their scores, uh, Dragon Tattoo, yeah. and yeah, the scores that they do. Yeah, yeah I really like yeah. those scores that they do together. Uh, they're yeah, really that, good. And then that guy's a, a magician. Yeah. Music. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're crazy together, uh, and that's pretty much yeah. He's been doing a lot of that, um, and then the Inception soundtrack. I like that one a lot too. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. yeah, yeah. What a great movie and what a great soundtrack, dude. Yeah, see, there's so cool oh, things about soundtracks. I actually meant Interstellar. Inception's good too, but the Interstellar one, like yeah, that one. Inter- I have Interstellar on vinyl. I have it on vinyl. Yeah, oh, on nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, awesome. yeah, that's a good one great movie and yeah it's super great score and soundtrack there's there's you know what's one we we probably all need to recognize here is dazed and confused because like they had they had all the good stuff on dazed and confused you know low rider and all the all the old classic not old classics but all the 70s classic songs and it wasn't a great it wasn't the greatest movie but i really like the soundtrack to get shorty it was like a Danny DeVito and I think yeah. John Travolta or John something Travolta like that. In it. Yeah. But like it had, it just had a great soundtrack. Yeah. It had a really good soundtrack to it. Man, I don't know the soundtrack in my head. I can't even hear any of it, but I'm going to go look it up as soon as we're done. It's got that one, the green, green tomatoes or something that, uh, I don't know how I can't, I can't sing it off my head or anything like that, but 
it's got some good good some good tracks on it Dude, right on. We're yeah. going to check that out. And you know what? The one thing Brandon does for Frequency Theorist is he always, and we'll do this at the end before we're done, because we're going to talk a lot about a lot of a lot of music between now and then. But like uh, he does a Spotify thing. And I don't know if I'm going to grab that from him or if I'll make a new Spotify playlist. But everyone who's listening or watching uh, the, the, the Spotify playlist for this episode will be in a link below somewhere because I'm going to keep that going, too, because I always thought that was a great a great idea that Brandon had over at Expanding Reality. It's like all right, everybody give us a song. And I always had to ask for two, you know, cause I was like, well, you can't, I can't just give you one to, you know, the new 30 seconds of Mars album was just released yesterday. And I'm like, I didn't know I liked pop music cause they used to be a rock and roll band. And now they're apparently a pop band, but like, I kind of, I liked it. And I'm now got two songs off that immediately. Uh, what, what are you guys listening to? Um, that's new. Like I said, for me right yesterday, brand new or, you uh, what was it yesterday? It was two days ago. Brand new 30 Seconds of Mars came out. That's what I'm listening to. What are y'all into right now? I was going to, I could start off with the soundtrack. The last soundtrack I heard that was, I was impressed by was from the movie Sucker Punch. Ooh. Ooh, because there's some tracks on there where they are modern bands doing some pretty good attempts at some of the older songs as well as the new ones. So that bridges the gap as it were, between old and new. I'm, I'm still rocking Bring Me the Horizon, which nobody seems to have heard of because they're from I Sheffield they and they're British. And yay, jolly good. Well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still rocking a lot of the Bring Me stuff and I'm off to see them in January. So I'm going to be immersed in them for quite some time. Okay. Uh, but Bring yeah, that's Horizon. my... Yeah, they're a great band, yeah. man. Uh, I hear them on... We have a thing over here called Sirius XM mm. Radio or whatever, satellite radio, and they play them on there on liquid metal all the time <laughs> well check check out the album amo amo okay. amo is the album um that at the moment i'm particularly into so it's not brand new but then again it's you know 20 whatever it is 16 17 18 something like that uh but check that one out there's some okay. great stuff on there right on hell yeah thank you yeah. I'm, I'm i'm needing to take in all the music that's why i'm posing the question all right lobster or marisa which uh, what are y'all currently listening to or are you currently listening to anything Oh, I'm up. Lobster's staring at me like, it's you, miss. <laughs> um, I honestly, I haven't really been investigating new music lately. I've been going back okay. to like old, again, like kind of 90s-esque um, singers. I don't even know if I really want to call them musicians, but we'll do that just because of who we are and where we are right now. Um, and discovering all these albums that they have made since I was obsessed with them. And then I fell off. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys are still, it's still happening. Oh, you have oh. like nine albums. Okay. Well, let's go through those. Um, so that's been weird. I'm talking like, you know, like Michelle Branch, Vanessa Carlton, like all of those kinds. Like, okay, right on. Like, wow, they're still, it's still happening. And now they're, they're older, like they're like me and they've had kids and it's just the strangest thing. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that, like recently. Okay. So I have house rabbits and I'd like to say that I put on common music for the house rabbits, but I think that it's really for me. <laughs> So I started putting on Dido recently and I was oh. like, ha, 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 it's for the bunnies. And uh -huh. then I was just like, oh shit, Dido's really good. And I never knew. And I just went down a whole rabbit hole of Dido and I was like, am I okay with this? Yeah, I'm okay with this. Totally I'm immediately, fine. I'm immediately watching Dawson's Creek. Like, you know, like I'm here, <laughs> I'm immediately back in time again. See, look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Lobster, what about you, man? Um, I've been I've been doing Spotify and uh, and doing around. I mean, I went and saw uh, Baby Metal 
uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. so that was cool. <laughs> yeah, so it was baby metal and, who, and death who, clock. And so death it was baby clock. clock. <laughs> yeah, they actually no, had baby clock shirts, like you know, that had like they mixed logos kind of together. No, no um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so, so that was, was good. How was that though? Like, I mean, I've seen Death Clock before, but like, uh, I've never seen Baby Metal besides on the uh, on the old internet. So, how was that? I mean, it's it's it was good. They were they rocked it out. I mean, they didn't do an encore or anything like that. They were both short sets. They think they both played for a little over forty five minutes, maybe fifty minutes or something. Um, and then they had like a really good guitarist. Um, I can't remember his name. They kind of did his own solo thing uh, at the beginning for an opener. He was really good too. Um, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was great. It, you know, it was really good. I, I'd never, you know, I had seen videos of them before, and obviously they're much older than I than when they first came out. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they 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 rocked it. They were they they were like there was a full pit going, and you nice. know. Uh, people got bruised and bloodied and those, and those, uh, those chicks do that they do this they, they, yeah they kind of do like a duck it's yeah. more like a duck than like a rock thing you know yeah. i love it's all i like, think they're fantastic yeah yeah well they're yeah, very they're japanese little, right, like, you know? synchronized <laughs> dancing and stuff like that is is really good uh, like but on like googly eyes for their duck hands that would be <laughs> <laughs> Well, just as a trivia, Baby Metal have actually done a track with Bring Me the Horizon. They've actually oh, there you teamed go. up. Yeah, so there's one out there somewhere. If you like Baby Metal, go and check out um, Nova Twins. Nova Twins. Okay. called Nova Twins. Go and check them out. They're particularly good from London. Uh, they're yeah. exceptionally good. I've oh, look at this. Do. Ryan's in his element here. Yeah. I've got to get. I've got to get something bigger than this little thing. But like, I've got like everybody's <laughs> suggestions that I'm writing down in neon green. Um, I mean, but like I normally have like a like a book where I take all this stuff down, but I can't find a real pin. So my blackboard has become the. the I just want to say because I discovered them literally just the other day. Uh, cat bamboo. I've been really okay. enjoying. It's like it's like math rock, but man, dude, yeah, they just I just been really enjoying that stuff. I just found them on Spotify. I'm like, oh, this is great, dude. No, they're they're awesome, dude. Cat bamboo. All all this math metal type stuff is fucking. You're sitting there going, how did they write this out? You know, like when you go watch Meshuggah, like Meshuggah, I always call them math metal. They're a little bit easier to follow because they're kind of one of like the, for me, one of the ones, they, they didn't start it by any means, but like they're the ones that kind of popularized that version of that type of math metal. When you're like listening to Meshuggah, what the fuck are they doing? Or let's go to King's X because I worked for King's X. They don't do any math metal, but they disguise their signature in certain things like the song Pleiades where you're listening to it and you're like, what fucking key, what tempo is this? And you can't think it. You're like, it's like seven eights or something. You're like, like this thing doesn't, it's, but it's in four, four. It's just the way they're um, laying down their notes. It fucking, oh, I don't know. I think it's crazy. And I, I, you know, you ask these people, like, how did you do it? They're like, we just played this stuff. Like it just came to them naturally. And I'm like, there's no way I would have to write it out and fought. Maybe that's because that speaks to my musicianship. I'm not that great, but like, I would have to, write it out follow it probably play it 478 times and then go i think we can hit the record button now you know like and then go for it and hopefully it happens you're a drummer mark yeah so like, how like have you ever played any math mentally stuff oh i've done all kinds of strange things um probably over the years there isn't a time signature i've, I've not actually come to grips with but i mean i'm going to show me age here it was uh i was thinking about this the other day about weird time signatures there's only the only one i couldn't get to grips with because there's a, a friend of mine who does keyboards he's in he's in arena and 
Pendragon and occasionally does Marillion, but he he was uh, his favorite album is Seconds Out by Genesis. Oh. And on there there's this track called Apocalypse in 98. Now if you really really want to struggle with the time signature, I That's can't <laughs> play that. I you know, I can play all the rest of it without any problem at all, but that just that bit just, you know, hats off to Phil Collins. I can't get my head around it at all. Yeah, well, no, it's one of these where you're listening to it and you're kind of you're nodding your head and there's, yeah, there's definitely a beat there. Then all of a sudden it goes, bang! And you're like, where the hell did that snare drum just come from? And then he'll put a roll in and you think, I don't even know where he started that. And then somewhere <laughs> there's a couple of bass drums and you're like, what on earth is he doing? <laughs> and you don't know how he gets into it and then you don't know how he gets out of it either. So it's oh, just it. bonkers. And then worse than that, he does it the same every time. So you're yeah. like, he's clearly not making this up, you know. Uh, the other Look one that frustrates, awesome. well, the other one that frustrates everyone is uh, Dire Straits, you know, the, um, oh, what is it? Um, the roles at the beginning of the one that he did with Sting. What was that? Uh, um, uh, Money for Nothing. Yeah. yeah, Money for Nothing. You know, they go, diddling, 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 I mean, it's in 4-4, four, four, so you could actually write the dots and work it out. But honestly, Apocalypse in 9-8, go, go and have a listen to that. I'm that'll go, just I'm completely, that. that'll do you crust in no end that, especially I, on Seconds Out, the live. King, oh, King Crimson also had some some crazy time signatures too, yeah, that drove me crazy. Dude, King Crimson, I mean, talk about progressive. Like you just... I was going to say, the, well, the other one's Brand X. If you ever listen to Brand X, that's I've just... I've never listened to Brand X. All right. Oh, honestly. Off its head. If you get Brandex with Phil Collins, there's some really but Crimson. Yeah, okay. totally with you there, Lobster. Crimson. The last the last albums that were bought for me last Christmas was um Beat, Indiscipline, and Three of a Perfect Pair, which are the blue, the red, and the yellow from the nineteen, I think it's eighties or early nineties, and they're just awesome. Uh, absolutely awesome. Yeah, can't Crimson's fault awesome. Bill Bruford's just incredible. But there you go. <laughs> You know what? Like, I don't know why this was just brought up, but this, there was a tour manager uh, when we went over to Europe. Uh, his name is Bobo. He he's tour managed for Nightwish and all you know, King's X. That's how I knew him, and a whole bunch of other bands. And one of the things he always said, and this is nothing to do with what we were talking about. It just popped into my brain. But he would always quote Frank Zappa. Mm. He always would say when we were going to Paris, he'd be like, "There is no hell. There is only France." <laughs> and I just I always thought like. Yeah, because fucking, I don't know. I haven't had that great of a time. Besides going up the Eiffel Tower, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. The people do not like Americans over there. I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, maybe it's because we're rude and we don't know it. Or maybe they're rude and they don't know. I don't know. I've never I've been to France, but I've heard the trick is to tell them you're from Texas. Like, they, like you, they, they, the Americans, but then you say, if you're Texan, for some reason, I think you get a little bit more clout than American. See, that's, that's what I don't know if that's true. That's where me and Sean fucked up because me and Sean, who's a, a who comes on the show a lot and has been on Frequency Theorists a lot, Sean and me were in Paris and we went down the street and they didn't speak English or at least they didn't want to. And Sean called them French fries instead of chips. You know, he was like, yeah, I want to I want to get the French fries and this. And they were that was it. They said, all right, go sit over there. And we went and sat over there for 45 minutes while other people were coming in and they were serving them. And they never brought us our food. And when they finally brought us our food, it was cold. And I'm pretty sure spit in. But that was <laughs> that's my that was 2009 when me and Sean were on tour with King's X. That was a oh well. Anyway. Yeah. Paris. 
I don't think they're particularly fond of the Brits either, but I get away by telling them that I just live next door to the Beatles. You know, that carries a lot of currency wherever you go. <laughs> I think, well, you know, I think, and the thing is, like, if you speak English over there, most of the time it's a very interesting, like, my buddy Bobo, he's German. His name's Jens. You know, like, he's very German. But when he speaks English, he sounds like he's from the UK. You know, he picks up, he has a, a UK German thing going it, i know it's hard uh, like i don't really run into people who speak english over there that don't have what i would assume is something similar to a uh, an english accent i suppose because mm. it's the only thing i can relate because oh, i live in texas man shit everybody <laughs> over here talking like this and shit all the time you know god damn <laughs> we got we have a certain draw over here and that's all i'm used to anyway yeah. We have, we have Scouse on one side and, and Mank on the other, so you don't really want either of those accents. If you get an angry Scouser from Liverpool really going for it, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, it, it just you can check this out. Go on the internet and have a look at Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. And they've overdubbed it with Scouse shouting insults. So if you go and find that Lilo and Stitch Scouse dub or Scouse version on the internet, um, you'll be crying with laughing within two minutes, assuming you can understand a word they say. <laughs> but yeah, Sean, that, Sean's father's from, uh, I don't know where in Scotland, but when, oh, Sean's, father, one. when, his, when Sean's father would come over, he'd be like to America when I was a kid growing up. He'd, I can't do it. I'm going to do it injustice, but I could understand what he was saying. Sean, boy, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, that's like, it. What the fuck did he just say? I heard fuck yeah. and Sean. Yeah. And then like, that's how the whole thing would be. And you just had to kind of like, okay, I pick out, you cherry pick your words. And then that's how you understood what they were yeah, saying. Yeah, Glasgow, you'll be able to, you'll be able to follow Edinburgh, but not Glasgow. That sounds like Glasgow. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck are you uh, doing? It was like real quick. I worked for an oil and gas company that was based out of uh, uh, Aberdeen. And man, yeah, sometimes you get those guys and they just have, they, they just talk with the back of their throats. And uh, yeah, it's really hard to understand them. Fucking music. We're talking music here today. We're frequency theorists theorizing now on um, talking, which is perfect because it's a frequency, right? This all makes sense. Marisa, what kind of accents are you getting up there in New York? Where we are, it's just like, okay, this is weird to just point out because it's not about accents, but I feel like the only blonde in town and it is, I'm a fake blonde, but all the women here are classic, like Italian looking women. And they all have the same super thick, amazing accent where you always feel like you're being scolded a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I'm I like, do. oh God, what did I do? Um, and I'm whole, like, if you ask my husband, like, how's Maurice that doing accents? He will just say, no, don't, don't have her do it because it's just terrible. I'll try to do an English accent and I'll sound Jamaican. And it's like, I don't know, maybe it's a cool skill to have, but I'm just the worst at accents. Um, but yeah, basically everywhere here, I feel like I'm like low key being scolded. And that's been something I've had to get used to over the last two years since we moved here. <laughs> I heard somebody on the news the other day, like AOC was like doing a thing for migrants or whatever. And then like some, there were some protesters that were really loud, but they were from, New they were in New York and they're, uh, yeah, they think they were in New York City and they had that real thick New York accent. And I couldn't, I don't think I can do a New York accent, but it was like, I heard it and I was like, that is a woman from New York. You know, like, I can't do it. I, I, will, I will ruin it. 
Lobster, can you do a New York? I've been, I've been watching lots of, I've, I've never watched it before, and I ran out of things to watch. I've been watching The Sopranos, so. Yeah, so you got, you think you got What's it? What's the matter with you? You know, like, what are we talking about? Yeah, that's, that's like the worst accent. It's, and you know, the crazy thing is, like, it sounds nothing like an Italian accent. Like, that's, I think that's like just the, like a Jersey Italian kind yeah. of thing Jersey, right there. So I don't even think that's Italian. like how they sound in Italy or anything like that. Dude, in Italy, when I went to Italy, we went and this is you just said Italy. So it brought this up, but we were playing a show. And uh, first of all, they don't have regular toilets, at least not in the venues. It's a porcelain thing in the ground with two places to put your feet and a hole. And which was interesting when you have to poop. Um, so, Marisa, what, what were we going to call this show? Poop? Uh, poop <laughs> Palace on the Moon, perhaps. <laughs> poop Palace on the Moon, perhaps maybe the new name of the of the show, but we'll see. Um, I mean, think anyway, of like the logo options, endless. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when anyway, we went over there and we were playing this show, and we had a, a legitimate Italian meal, five courses, big, beautiful, just like the best Italian food I've ever eaten. And we were like, the band was like, we got to like, we need to thank the chefs. This is probably some of the best food we've ever had. And they bring the chefs out, and everybody in the whole family, and they're all Asian. <laughs> and they spoke perfect italian <laughs> i was like where the fuck am i <laughs> but it was i mean it's weird you know you see asians over here and they speak perfect english so i mean why wouldn't it be in the rest of the world but when you think italy and you've just eaten this amazing meal and you're like i've just eaten the most traditional italian food ever and it's an asian family that could and it was it was great but it just threw you off just a little bit like there's just a, that much of a glitch in the matrix where you're like i don't think this program is working right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get slightly archaeologically nerdy here because okay, cool. um, there's a there's a the first curry. Everyone says curry and you're like, whoa, yeah, curry. Just go out for an Indian and this that, and the other. The first curry powder ever was made in the UK in Bristol, and it's called Bristol Ships Curry Number no. One, and it was a powder designed for preserving things in barrels. Whoa. And when that eventually got traded across to India, they got hold of this Bristol ship's curry number one. And the rest, as they say, is history. You know, that uh, makes sense because you guys had such a large yeah. trading thing with India. Yeah, know. 1700s. It was invented in something like 1723 in, in Bristol, you know, a couple hundred miles down the road from where I am. So it's it's not, you know, if you talk to them, they'll say, oh, no, no, we don't. We don't. Curry's not ours. <laughs> we didn't invent the curry. We have a thing. We have steak sauce over here that like it's called A1. And A1, if you look at when the A1 steak sauce was invented, it was invented right smack dab in the middle of the Civil War. And that's because all the men were off fighting and all the meat was rotting at home and, you know, and rot and rotting in the battlefield and they needed it to taste better. And yeah. so they made A1. And that's why your steaks can taste better with A1, everybody. And I love that <laughs> shit. Like I, I sacrilege in, in Texas. If somebody asks for steak sauce and if, after you've made them a steak, it's like, what? No, you know, it's a, it's a sack. Mm -hmm. It's not cool, but I, uh, it doesn't matter. I've developed a taste for that stuff. I don't know why I love it. Okay. So we went down a random rabbit hole. <laughs> my fault. My bad. <laughs> it's me again. I love it. That's why I love having hey, you on. I need, I want, I want to ask something about everyone. I want to know what you guys think of the, uh, the little alien bodies that showed up at the uh, um, the Mexican. Uh, I'm assuming you guys saw this, like the Mexican. Uh, they brought in two little bodies or something like that. That they said they're like 18, 17, 1800 years old or something like that. And 
Yeah, I'm yeah, interested they, to understand what Mark thinks about this because I know what I think about it right off the bat. But that's oh, okay. do, do you know when people say occasionally in the universe, you know, creates coincidences? You're talking to the archaeologist that did the identification on the original photographs and X-rays for those bodies. Oh, I'm, really? I'm act- I am. I am the man that did it. If you go back to 2000 and whatever, one, two, three, whenever it was very early in the 2000s. Um, Steve Mira from uh, Zohar went over there and he did a documentary, mini documentary, uh, on the original five alien bodies that were found. Uh, and he basically x-rayed them and all the rest of it. And then he came over here and because I've known him for so many years and he actually filmed this. I don't know where the footage is. It'd be out there on the Internet somewhere. And he, he filmed coming to my house and saying as an archaeologist what do you make of this and he you know got all the photos and everything out the x-rays which i've still got somewhere and i said oh hang on a minute steve i can tell you exactly what that is and he'll tell you this to this day i wandered into the other room and wandered back with a dog skull and i said saw the front off a dog skull and that's what you've got on your x-rays and we put them we literally put this dog skull onto the x-ray plate and it's the same, you know, that's what uh, the heads are made from. Uh, so the original debunking, hey, that was me. I debunked the original. Uh, and you have a look at the ones they're putting out now. They're basically exactly the same as the ones we were looking at whenever it was 15, 20 years ago. So uh, I don't know if you thought just smaller. This, they just did this this past week. So these yeah. bodies, they said, were found in 2017, I think, in Peru or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Just and they brought, I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy has been proven wrong multiple times, from what I understand. Like, I don't think he's malicious. I don't know. He's never been caught doing anything malicious, but like, he's been just be, he's been be debunked, I guess, multiple times. Uh, but I mean, it's just kind of funny that he was able to bring the bodies into like the uh, Mexican Congress and and display them in front of everyone. They're like like two little tiny ET bodies. They looked fake as fuck to me. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, I think the, it was cake. I think the, it was cake. <laughs> well, the the the, ki- the kicker is that when they the actually when, when they carbon date them, they get this astronomical age from them or whatever, you know. But that's the stuff they've been rolled in. It's the cave deposit. So cake is a good way of putting it, you know. They're they're basically a bag of random bones coated in whatever coating they've decided to put them in, papier mache or whatever, and then they take them into the caves and roll them in the dirt so that they end up coming out old and then any dating techniques is filled by the dirt that's on the outside. But no, they're just complete nonsense. I'm so tempted to put some of Steve's early photos up, but I'd have to get permission to do it. But uh, the interview might be out there somewhere with, uh, with me and Steve might even be in his original film. You never know. I don't know if it made it to the film. I do think I remember being on a show with you where we, we, I feel like we touched on that at some point. Possibly, like, yeah. Um, so that's thinking about it. Might have been it. Might have been two thousand and six. Thinking about it, I think that's that's the date that springs to mind. Um, I think, yeah. I, when I saw the photos, I was like, nah. <laughs> no. Nope. Hard pass. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't ever. I've never. I've had dreams of aliens. Well, so we can go with whatever that means. You know, you can go into that whole like, oh, well, that was real. It actually happened. Or I was just fucking dreaming about it because I watched fire in the sky before I fell asleep. <laughs> um, but like the uh, I've never actually seen a gray or when you talk to one of our me and Marissa's friends, Heather, about this stuff, like, and you go into like the the galactic universe. I'm not even going to jump into that. It's too big for me. And I'm too new into learning about this stuff. But like there's places if if all of this stuff is real you know that these these beings exist so we should be finding stuff it's just like bigfoot i know for a fact i've seen bigfoot 
but there's no bodies. You know, like there's no bodies. Every time somebody comes up with a body, it's somebody, some dead horse that somebody had in a field and they throw it in a refrigerator and like, oh, look at this mangled thing. It's Bigfoot. You never find anything. And when you do find hair that can't be identified, like hair or footprints, it's always hair and footprints. And so somebody's gotten really good and really detailed about putting the ridges of your fingers and your hands in a piece of wood and stamping that in the ground. Or these things really exist. Again, I know I've seen it, but that doesn't mean that it was actually a Bigfoot because my, why is Bigfoot always blurry, right? He's even blurry in my fucking mind. So he's like, maybe it's not real. There's something funny about half of the, the extraterrestrial stuff, the Bigfoot thing, the Loch Ness monster, you know, you're over there in Scotland and stuff. So like, how far is Loch Ness from you, Mark? Uh, about 400 miles, which is nothing in, in American, what, what's in that, Texas. about three, 350 kilometers or something? I don't, I don't quite know how yeah, it can 400 work. miles will take me seven hours to drive here. Look who's just turned up. Oh, the cat. <laughs> There's a thing about, you can't put me on the internet without him turning up, so he's he's gone over there. <laughs> he's my alien invader. I can throw two things in, actually. First of all, Bigfoot, somewhere, and I can't remember which program it was on, but there's there's somewhere, um, some guy was had screwed a panel onto his door, and the panel had come off the door, so it was lying on the floor with screws sticking up. And apparently the Bigfoot that visited his cabin trod on the screws. Oh, so they got, they got Yeah, blood and hair, and it turned out to be exotic. Um, so you could go and try and check that up. And, and, and the other one, of course, UFOs, it's the debris that um, I – helped to identify Roswell, right? Europe's Roswell, yeah, 2008, which was the documentary. Uh, And I have been totally banned from telling anybody what the results of the recent tests are. So you know where this is going. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what they are. We sent one off to Australia, one off to America, and we're doing another test here in the UK. We haven't had the UK results back yet, but we had the Australian one back and their sample. They said, oh, it's duralumin. Well, I've done done my diligence on that, and that's just like a trade name for an aluminium alloy. Uh, But the other one, are you ready for this? Uh, The American lab, it's lanthium. Now, lanthium is an exotic and strange metal, and yeah. it's only found in things like comets and asteroids and other galaxies, and we've got lanthium. Now, some of the sheets of this stuff were like six foot, you know, two meters. So, you know, where the hell are you going to get a two-meter sheet of lanthium from? It's it's exotic. So I can exclusively for you tonight reveal that when yeah. the book comes out in November, because it's due out the first week of November, book version, that's the results that are going to be in the back of it. So we Dude. have a piece of something extraterrestrial. Dude, and that's fucking cool as shit. Like, that's what that's one of the things I've been thinking about when uh, the extraterrestri- extraterrestrial stuff, like... You know, not everybody's solar systems made of the same stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm reading these books. I read this book called The Fall of Satan. It's uh, purely fictional. It's a great book. Um, but the in the book, it, it talks about Satan, Michael, and Gabriel and how they live in heaven. But heaven's not like heaven like you're taught as a Christian. It's 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 in another world. You mm. know, it's in another place. And they're like, we're made of silica why are we going to go over to this place that's made of matter? Like fuck matter or whatever. It's just stupid. It's, it's fictional and it's fun. But thinking about that, you know, like, yeah, like if somebody was coming to us from another galaxy or another planet or whatever, none of their stuff would make any sense. Why? And then why would they be in the same 
stupid body. You know, like why would they have two arms and two legs and walk upright when walking around like a spider is so much easier? You know, if you have more, why would they evolve that way? Now there might be something to that. There might be a reason. Maybe we're looking at past us coming back or, or maybe we're looking at the birthplace of where we came from and we were just seeded from another place. I don't know. I don't know. And that's why we're If there's anything I've learned from watching literally every episode of Star Trek that was ever made. It's that all aliens have two hands, two feet, and two eyes. <laughs> I, I say exactly the same thing when I want to interview. The Star Trek syndrome, you know, we've only got the budget to do that, and that's as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least the Simpsons, oh, my God, and the Simpsons predict everything, right? So, like, their aliens are squids, right? Mm. Like, they're the big green ones, and they have one eyeball in the front of their head, and they have a deep voice and talk weird and everything the Simpsons have ever predicted accidentally has really happened, which is something fucked up. Have y'all noticed that? Like, if you want to go see the future, go watch an old Simpsons episode, like watching Trump come down the elevator. They did that like 10 years before it ever even happened, it, like as president. It, I mean, I don't. And it's like every single Simpsons episode has some type of weird hidden meaning that ends up coming true and i think that's a little freaky i think there's a masonic connection there somewhere as well i seem to remember uh, there's loads of masonic stuff going on in the simpsons so may maybe the uh the men in the gray suits you know the new world order that we never get to know about a uh, feeding information in there you know i loved stirring the pot i don't want to um, go too conspiracy though because some idiot somewhere will take the broadcast down so don't want to um, get you censored it's already happened. It's uh, it's happened to me once. It was super great. I was talking about the plague and uh, mm -hmm. that and then and, and some stuff and, and me and Vincent Fink, his episode is up over on Rumble because Rumble will allow me to talk about whatever the fuck I want on like YouTube. And so anyway, that's a different story. I'm not going to go into it because the overlords will take us down. And I don't like that. The fact that we live in 1984, but apparently we do. Uh, that's a different story. So we're going to Step off that sub. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck them. <laughs> like, oh, what like, have I done? What have I done? <laughs> I, like, I'm, Nothing to see here. Minding my own business. And back to it. They like literally, if you say something that seems like the information is wrong to them, then they go and take it down. Okay. Mm. I understand this. You signed up for a, a platform. All that crap that when you signed your name and your email and stuff that says 900 million things that no one reads. They have the right to take down what poop. They totally do. For some reason, we feel like this is a free speech platform or they should all be a free speech platform as long as you're not doing anything to hurt anybody. And I think just having great conversations about whatever it is you think is how it should be. And it's where we should go with this. We should be able to have intelligent conversation. You know, Mark, you and I might not um, agree on some things or me and Lobster, or me and Marisa, we might not all agree on the same thing, but we can sit here and have an intelligent debate or conversation about something. So if I say, if I call it the pandemic, which is what I'm, I pretty much call it all the time, you know, you might not agree with that. And we can have this discussion and that should be allowed. Again, we're not hurting anybody with this information, but their AI over at Google just listen to whatever and they listen to the whole episode and you have your episode up for like four hours and then it takes it down and now you have a strike. Like bad on you for talking. Don't talk. You went off script and you shouldn't have done that. So I hope you learned your lesson. Here's the script as a reminder in case you forgot. Okay. Right so over. I, I, use, uh, I use the AI generator platform MidJourney a lot. And it's it's very uh, restrictive in what you can use, so you know you're not getting violent and, 
and terrible images and stuff on your prompts. But, you know, just using the word, uh, you know, uh, vi uh, violence is, you know, will get you banned because you're using really? the word violence, you know, and so they don't want to create because it'll create that image or whatever, you know. Uh, but, you know, you're always trying to like, you know, redo your prompt and try to make it change so you can get like the image that you're trying to get, um, you know, but uh, it, it's weird. Yeah, you find ways around it. I mean, that's I think that's an inherent issue with technology that will get possibly better over time. You know, that is if the world doesn't self-destruct and implode for then, um, <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, I, I think I think that kind of stuff will get better over time. And I think that they are actively trying to probably I mean they're probably trying to make their platform better. So they're probably trying to do that, but they have to have something in place. Um, and it just so happens that, you know, it, you were collateral damage in that, you know, that race for them to try to, cause I mean, there are, there are things on the, you know, that people are putting on, on, on these platforms that are dangerous, that are right. like, you know, inciting ideas, you know I mean? There, there's Nazis, there's, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, people like really hateful groups and stuff like that, that are posting their stuff on YouTube, posting their stuff on Instagram, you know, and, and, and how do you, when you look at the amount of data that is getting uploaded to YouTube every day, how do you, how do you monitor, how do you like manage right. that in any yeah. kind of realistic way? I mean, the only way to do it is through, uh, you know, some kind of, you know, automated yeah. process yeah. or something like that. Right. And so, um, but I mean, they, they just need an avenue that they, you know, when, if, when you're wrongly thing, I don't, I don't know what the process is for YouTube, but maybe like you could, um, uh, I, I'm sure there's a way for you to like, you know, say, I can, Hey, I know this how to isn't do it. right. I Well, yeah, I tried to, they wouldn't even let me do that. I couldn't even protest it, but I know what I did wrong. I had me. And yeah, Vinny, and you could also just go back and cut out that little bit and then repost your video. You yeah, know, because so it's probably it's, like I, it, I think it was like a 30 second bit in your video or something like that where you guys talked about something and then they didn't like that. So you could have just cut that out or something, right? You know, and you then literally Yeah, I'm not gonna say what I said. Yeah, I don't, don't say it. What have you but like we, we were talking yeah, we're not, about uh, yeah, we we're talking about these certain points. And so all I have to do is go back in the editing process, I'll go edit it and I can bleep out the words. There's the trigger, it's the trigger words that the AI are picking up. And so and I think, you know, you say it too many times and it's like, oh, no, pull it. And, and I don't think anybody, but they have to be, it. they have to be careful too. Like, I mean, it would be really nice if they did something where they showed you exactly what it was that caused your video to get yeah. banned. And they but then if that. they show that, then people are going to, people that are trying to do harmful things are going to be like, oh, okay, well now we have this, with this information that we can use to try to circumvent those, uh, those, uh, guardrails and stuff like that. So, That's you know, point. it's, it's a rough it's a it's just a it's just a sticky situation it's, it's hard it's it's not i don't think there's any easy answers there I don't but think, i i, I, get, I right. get your your hate for the big corporate you know overlords and stuff like that and it's it's and, when when you start talking and you feel like you're talking about when you start awakening or whatever word you want to call it when you start seeing like that all the regular media is just feeding you poop all the time and like and i know not people not only that but violent much so much poop yeah, like they just, get to choose what violence you see, but you can't express anything that they are going to deem as violent, even if it's not, but it's just your own opinion or your own explorations. They're like, no, we prescribe right. you the violence we want. Otherwise, like you're kicked off, you're deplatformed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's not, it's no one's, no one's forcing anything on anyone. You know, like you can choose to turn off the news. Like I don't watch the news. Like I just, okay. I just don't watch it. You know, like, I mean, I read news stories and stuff like that. And there's a danger to that too, you know, like you'll have, uh, you know, is it the, 
the circular thing where your 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 news platforms are oh you like these articles so it's just going to show you more of those articles mm-hmm. and so you're always clicking on the same articles and stuff like that and then you're just uh, a, a feedback loop you know um yeah. so there's there's dangers to that too but i mean you you do get to choose you don't have to post this video on youtube and you could create your own website and post your own videos to it and no one can say anything to that or yeah. maybe the web hosting company would and they could take it down or uh you know it just yeah i mean there's the options out there there's options out mm-hmm. there you can do whatever you want i love that rumble's coming up uh, a little bit i mean nothing is going to beat the juggernaut of youtube at least not yet you know like i mean google when they purchased youtube i remember before when youtube was its own thing right you guys remember that but it was just mm. its own entity google didn't own it and it was awesome that was back in the day when you would click on a video go make yourself a sandwich in the kitchen and stuff and come back and it was almost ready for you to watch without you know because the fucking internet was so shitty um but like there there nothing is nothing's gonna beat it yet and so you need to release in youtube land you still whether it's an edited version or whatever exactly yeah it's a tool and you use it and and you can do things where you like automatically post to all these platforms uh at the same time I, uh you, know, you can post yeah you can set Not it up post, post to all of them and then and then like edit it if they don't like it and then just use it as the tool that it is and and don't rely on it and realize that you know like like people that that rely on that kind of income stream like they're they're basically tying themselves to that platform and stuff like that and it's just not yeah it was at this point that i gave up trying to censor curse words i tried and uh we'll just see what happens not yeah, i think it makes it hard when you like really have a message that you want to get out and you know that using the big tech platforms are your best bet because that's where the people that you feel need to be reached are living right like all you know all these like rumble and, and shit like that those people are kind of hip to what's going on or at least that's how you perceive it but then when you try to get this message out on youtube or facebook even it's oh, like yeah. you have to either choose to self-censor prior to posting or risk them shutting your shit down and then if you're trying to monetize it then you, you can't make that money you're not reaching who you need to reach and like to take it back to music, I feel like this is happening a lot with music people. The music people. I don't know why I said it that way. That was interesting. That's what um, we are. Capital letters. Music yes, people. the music people. <laughs> you know, like musicians are trying to to sneak in. I don't even know if they're sneaking it in, but their ideas about what's going on in the world into the songs. And I was actually just reading up on this yesterday. I think about like band music lists, like through time, and whenever there's big like uprisings, upheavals happening, where there's like a huge you know manipulated division happening all of these musicians that are trying to talk about the shit and just kind of spin ideas and help people awaken and just explore their songs just get like booted or you have to you got to change it or else it's not going to get played and i feel like for me personally i don't believe in any kind of censorship because i don't know like people say money is the root of all evil but i feel like censorship really is because once you start it's such a slippery slope And then before you know it, you're censoring yourself just naturally. And it's like, you've been trained to just say, oh, you know, it's like you have your own AI inside of you where you're just like booting out certain words or certain ideas because you know how it's going to be received. So I just think that's sad that like music is such a great form of self-expression and healing and gathering people together of like minds and of 
bringing people together that don't have the like-mindedness, but they can agree on the music or the tone yeah. of the song or the message of the song. And it's just like, damn, you know, even art isn't, isn't untouchable when it comes to ideas and, and freedom. I'm just going to go on a long rant now, but did you know, fun fact that brown eyed girl used to be brown skinned girl. Really? Ooh. I did not. Yeah. Know that. They were like, yeah. that's racist. Change it. Yeah, they were, well, it was like, you know, that it was about an interracial couple and they didn't want to have that on the airwaves. So it was changed wow. to Brown Eyed Girl. I was like, that is, I did not I get see it. that coming. They did all that stuff back in the day, like when they had the doors on and they said, okay, so in mm -hmm. your song, the hit song, don't say higher or whatever, you know, get me higher. And so what did he do? He went out there and fucking did it on air and they cut him off. And it was like. <laughs> The oh. best one of those, the best one of those is Rage Against the Machine live at the BBC. You can, you can imagine where that went. <laughs> when so, they were when they were actually raging against the machine before they became part of the machine, they were yeah, like fucking just yeah. on top of it, yeah. dude. Yeah. You know, on they're on the crow soundtrack. Let's go back to the crow soundtrack. They're on there and he's talking about conquistadors in that song, you know, and like yeah. Now it's like when you watch them and you well. If they would have just not started talking, like this is the thing where I think a lot of bands and artists, it just depends. If that's what you want, mm -hmm. if you want to be political and you want to talk politics, that's cool. But you got to realize you're going to alienate the half of your audience by doing so. So like right. the lead singer of Metallica, he refuses to talk about what side of the aisle he's on. And I respect him for it. You can kind of tell because he said, well, I moved out of San Francisco to Vail, Colorado, because when I'm driving through San Francisco with a deer on the hood of my truck, they don't really like that there. And so you kind of figure out where he's where he lies, but he's he pretty much doesn't say anything. And um, Rage Against the Machine used to not say anything either. Now they're speaking out about what what they're raging against. And you're going, but but that doesn't this this your name of the band and what you're this doesn't work. You're part of it now. Like, I don't, what happened to you? Tom Morello is on is in one of his new tracks is with baby metal, which is I find really? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So he, and actually they, they play that song uh, at the concert and he like comes on the, they have a screen in the back and he just plays like a guitar solo riff in the back. And, and uh, it's just kind He's of funny because baby player. metal, I think the inception of baby metal was very, it's very corporate. It's very, uh you know like i mean they basically hired some uh i mean these girls which were in in little they were in pop bands and then they kind of put them in with these metal bands and started doing that. i mean they've grown through this and they i think they're amazing but uh it's just kind of funny that you know he attached himself to that but apparently he wanted to work with them for a long time from what i hear yeah well they're they're good they're fun and tom morello is an amazing guitar player and like uh, he's got this song where he's playing hold the line i don't know who the singer is i don't know but it's his definitely you know you're like oh that's rage against the machine and um what was the band he was in with chris cornell y'all remember it was like a big deal velvet revolver uh, no no, 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 no no that was here comes google stupid <laughs> all of a sudden we've gone corporate i don't need oh, information no. it's all in this little device <laughs> i don't need i don't need you google uh-oh the screen went blank and it's doing uh -oh. it's yelling <laughs> at me now. You, your account has been terminated. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm at a party I don't want to be at, apparently. What the fuck is going on? There you go. Stop. You have a flip phone? Oh my gosh, you have one of those. Is it a razor? 
No, it's uh the, the Samsung Z4. They had just had a five come out. They're pretty, they're pretty fun, but I will say wait till the technology gets better because uh, I've had this. You see the years. crease. You uh, see the crease, but it's the crease is also cracking on the edges. Uh, so oh really? They, they said it's good see? for about two hundred. Oh, he's got. I've got a flip one, well, but it's oh. one of those. <laughs> Dude, that's where it's at. That's why I want to go back. There you go. I want to go back to those. I love these. I really do. I wouldn't give them up for all the world. Uh, <laughs> it's so satisfying to hang up on someone. Oh, like, you know. Bye. Well, uh, you'll a certain generation will get this. Okay, because you do that, and you go beat me up, Scotty. That's right. No, and that, know, that's the funny thing is smartphones took over for a long time, yeah. but they still had flip phones and all the TVs and movies because the, yeah. like Hollywood didn't know how to, you know, symbolize yeah. someone answering and, and ending a phone call without that like actual like yeah, flip yeah. open that, and close. Close it. Yeah. Yeah. I am done with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so satisfying. <laughs> and guess what? I do not I do not use Google or um, anything like that on that. It is just a phone. That's what it is. I so. love that. That's fantastic. Uh, you guys, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put this one to bed. But before we do, I brought a beer out here because I wanted to drink one with you. And it's this one I talked to Marisa about. It's called Ghost in the Machine. Mark, you and me talked about it before. Yeah. It says something on the sides about our collective human consciousness and just reading the descriptions, what made me want to start it. So I'm going to open this beer up and have a sip of it. And while we do that, I would like you guys to give me some songs to add to the uh, Spotify playlist that we are either. Cre oh my God. It's blowing up all over my desk. Okay, cool. That's how that's that's cause you shook it. <laughs> yeah, That's what I get. That's what you get. I love that that's what it, because I don't think you shared with me that that's what it says on the beer. You just sent me a picture of the name. Oh, okay. But that's super cool. Let me see the label. It. Hold it up to the camera. Yeah. Uh, let's... Ghost Ghost in the oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then it's got hops all over it. And then I don't know if y'all can. It's too yeah. blurry. It's too uh, blurry, cool. but it's it's got the it's got the whole collective human consciousness thing on there. I was like, well, I'm getting that. And I can tell you right off the bat, it is all hops. It's all hops. <laughs> oh. I mean, so that's why they sell them in a four pack. So I'll only have probably half of that. All right, uh, Mark, what's a what's a song you'd like to add to the playlist? Let me grab my pen. Oh, I I knew you were going to ask me first, and I wasn't as usual. I wasn't ready for this, so okay. um, um, you might have a job finding this actually. But um, and you're gonna. This is gonna surprise you. This and it's gonna make you smile. Um, go and find ZZ Top and Elvis Presley doing Viva Las Vegas. Okay, dude. ZZ Top. I stumbled on it the other day. I'd forgotten I'd even got it, and I, I, I first heard it in um, one of these CSI TV programs, and I thought, what the hell is that? So How is have it they real? done that? It's it really, really exists. They got like Elvis took him off Viva Las Vegas and okay. all the backing's done by ZZ Top and it's from that Eliminator period when they were doing yeah. songs like Legs and you know all, all that sort of stuff and that's yeah. it that's it yeah. and honestly it just talking about you know something that takes you back you know but at the same time it's just such a clever thing you know there's a 12 inch mix there's a 7 inch mix ZZ Top and Elvis Presley, Viva Las Vegas. There you go. Perfect. I, I, I bowled you a googly, as they say in cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know anything about cricket. There's a cricket course here. Oh, no, that's 
just you know bowling a googly is when they throw you one that just goes where the hell it wants so you know bowling <laughs> i'm writing this down because i'm going to say yeah, i kind of want to record you saying that and then make that my alarm clock i would love hey. to that. <laughs> yeah marisa said something to me the other day with use the word um curmudgeon what's it curmudgeon I was like, what the, okay, this is my new favorite word. So I'm all about using new words and new phrases. So now I've got a new phrase, a new song and uh, some awesome stuff too. Is, uh, is, is that perchance the Irish term for a bit of a foul up when something goes slightly wrong? Is that, is that what that is? I what is so, it? But you're going to have to ask Marisa. Irish. No, yeah, I so. Sounds Gaelic. I mean, it's, it's more like, it's like a personality trait, right? Like, oh, he's being such a curmudgeon. Like, God. Everything's yeah. a big old bummer. Yeah, it does yeah. sound. It does, it does sound. sound it does sound gay. Like my friend uh, Rob, uh, not Robster Lobster here, but Rob, the drummer for Six Past Hell. He's he says he speaks Gaelic. And one time, one time I got drunk with him, and we were hanging out, and he was like, "Oh, hold on, I gotta call. I'll call my buddy." And he called his buddy. He's like, "Let's speak in our language." And then they started speaking this thing, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, oh yeah, was, I was like, "Holy shit!" And like, I mean, they're big Irish. Uh, Scottish guys, I guess. Anyway, cool dudes. Uh, Marisa, what uh, is a song you would like to share or want us all to hear? Hmm. So there's an album by the Kinks. I think I mentioned to you the other day that I went deep into the Kinks one year when my band was doing Kinks cover night. And I had never done that. I just knew the typical Kinks songs and I wasn't really like a fan. I was like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Um, But in the deep dive, I discovered this one album. There's an album called Muzzle Hillbillies, but I feel like that's pretty well known. But the one I'm going to suggest is called Schoolboys in Disgrace is the album. And the song on is School Days. I think that because we're like talking about time machines and music and going back to school mm-hmm. and whatnot. So School Days, it's Perfect. it's one of those songs that is like emotional and nostalgic. And I feel like no matter what age you are, you just it makes you long for something that you can't quite put your finger on. Something yeah, that just... you're, you're missing, but you're like, what am I, exactly am I missing? I love Good it. Song. I just I realize that Brandon always like starts playing these songs. Well, we'll try to figure out how to do that later. Um, so okay, cool. We got that lobster. What's yours? Um, well, I wanted to say on CZ Top, I heard someone the other day, uh, yesterday. I learned of this guy Wheeler Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah, don't listen to him. He's a misogynistic pig. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> but he sounds like ZZ Top. They actually have a pretty good sound. It sounds like ZZ Top, but all his things are like, uh, like his songs are like Born to Fuck or like, yeah. <laughs> like just oh, random. I know like exactly. I, no, I know who yeah. you're talking about. It's almost yeah, like yeah, it's, it's pretty joke. funny though. Yeah. Um, and, but uh, but I'm gonna put in uh, uh, Charles Mingus, uh, Monin, and if you listen to it, it's just it's just crazy. It was recorded live with a big band, and you could just hear him. He's you know he's directing this band, and he's just screaming at the top of his lungs, kind of like at the peak of the song, just like yes, he's just so excited, so happy by the, the by the music called, and the stuff song's like that. Called what Monin? Monin, Monin with apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. Charles oh. Mingus. I'm not the best speller in the world, so we're just gonna hopefully Google will understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah moaning yeah you're gonna get some pretty strange hits if you happen to get that wrong yeah yeah (laughs) probably don't click on the photos strange you mean awesome uh well yeah by by strange we mean (laughs) sex yeah (laughs) are we allowed are we allowed to say that i don't know i don't know man we're all born to fuck right hey you guys (laughs) we are dude this guy Fact. I had on, I had the guy uh, from Goat and Your Mom on. He, you guys might know him from Tosh Point Oh. He was, 
he was the dude 10, 15 years ago on Tosh.0 whenever this thing came out. He was the guy from Texas wearing a cowboy hat, a Texas flag, like cape, and a Texas flag bikini. And he was just sitting there gyrating his, I'm not going to do it, gyrating his uh, manhood and having his friend come up and like poke at it while he was singing a, don- a song called do you quack like a duck when you fuck? Anyways, really fucked off and Tosh.0 made fun of him for it. And anyway, we we had him on the show. Uh, I just released the episode today and he was talking about all this fucking censorship and all this stuff you can't say and, you, you know, the stuff you wish you could do. But like how, but back in 15 years ago, you could get away with this stuff. And now all of a sudden you do something like that and um, you're banned. So fun. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, this was a great, great hang. You guys, I want to do this again. When would be a good time for y'all? Actually, you know what? Let's end the episode. I'll hit, the, I'll end the recording and uh, then we'll, uh, whatever, figure this all out. So what's up, everybody? We did this whole thing. Thanks for watching. Thanks for we listening. Did. And we'll see you on the next one. I'm going to do the baby metal duck. How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that. Okay. Perfect. Baby metal. Baby metal.